Welcome to Weekend Trader. I'm Caroline Woods, and I'm joined by Ben Lichtenstein, host of Futures here on the TD Ameritrade Network. Ben, we made it through a, a very volatile week, huge swings up and down. Do you have whiplash? And can we expect more of the same next week, or uh, can calmer waters be ahead finally? Hey, Caroline, it was a busy week, to say the least, and there were some uh, major intraday swings. Now, no real mass exodus from stocks or stock futures index products, but we did see investors and traders taking a few more considerations into mind and into the decision-making process. It seemed like one of those, a big factor, was uh, the Fed and this hawkish tone that we've now not only heard from the Fed minutes, but also from Fed Chair Jerome Powell in the uh, FOMC comments this week and the question and answer session which followed. And uh, he made it very clear that he thinks that we could start raising rates as soon as March and then we could see a rate hike uh, progressively thereafter throughout the year, as many as four, uh, potentially five or six we're hearing. Speculation still remains. But yeah, it seems like in addition to uh, economic data earnings, investors had a lot to focus on in this whole new narrative in terms of higher rates to come in the near future. The Fed being a lot less stimulative than they have been in the past has got investors kind of, uh, uh, again, reconsidering where they're putting their eggs and in which baskets. So it seems like a rate hike could be all but certain come March unless we see any big changes with the economic data. But uh, I, the big question is how many after that, Ben? Mm -hmm. So what do you think is priced in? As you said, we're hearing for four or five, maybe one at every meeting. But uh, this market has been very hesitant, very nervous about a more aggressive Fed. What do you think is priced in at this point? Well, I think Fed Chair Jerome Powell is pretty clear. They're going to remain nimble. It will be based on economic data and the numbers, simply put. So what I think we're seeing right now is the market kind of expecting four. Um, the five, the six expectations for, there's been talk about potentially to see one or two, not only quarter rates uh, of base point hikes, but maybe a couple 50 basis point hikes. I think that's a little bit overextended and kind of feeding into that speculation frenzy that we've seen for the most part this year. Now, I want to show you why in reflection of that. Let's take a look at a couple charts that I think are sort of speaking to the point that while the Fed's probably going to raise rates this year, maybe not as much as we had initially thought. And I'm, I'm going to first start with some of the volatility. I think if investors thought that we were going to see six, five, six, maybe seven this year, then we would be seeing a lot more volatility in terms of the indices in general. We'd be seeing the VIX spike and seeing sustained spikes, continuation here this week up to the 33 level. Uh, uh, but I want to point out, uh, unable to take out, or recently taking out the last month's highs, but unable to take out highs that we saw earlier this month up to the 33 level. So we did get up into the 31, 32 area, but again, kind of holding this upper level and still unable to really rip through those decent highs. So this shows that investors are kind of easy and calm with what they're expecting in terms of the Fed. Now, another factor, normally you'd see gold get bid up with the indices selling off, but it's kind of had a lid on it with rates on the rise. So it's sort of, again, kind of walking that line here, and you can see it walking the line, this 50-day moving average, the blue line here. I just want to point out also, uh, we've seen gold come off in a big way. And part of this has to do with, well, take a look at on the left now, dollar strength, gold on the right weakening. And again, I think that this is tied to some of the uncertainty in terms of investors and concerns that they've expressed. But last but not least, I just wanted to point this out. Look at the NASDAQ and the weakness we've seen if we've taken out the December lows and really have yet to look back. But then take a look at the Dow. 
or I'm sorry, that's Russell, but here you can see the Dow. It's holding. Large caps, again, have been this pillar of strength in many ways amidst some of the selling and speculation. So, you know, I just sort of feel like we'd be seeing more widespread selling, more panic type, uh, you know, uh, um, safe haven type tendencies if the Fed was expected or if the market or participants were expecting the Fed was going to raise, raise six times this year, for example. I think three, four, the market could handle at this point. But uh, the other extreme would be probably a bit more reflected in terms of more extreme price activity than what we're seeing so far this week. So the market seems to be feeling like we'll see four. And I'm pretty comfortable with that as well. This market was all about the Fed, at least until Wednesday, but we also had upbeat earnings from Apple and Microsoft. What are your key takeaways from those reports? Well, you know, uh, Caroline, one of the things that I've been talking about a lot is how earnings in the past have provided that backdrop for investors is some of the economic data has been pretty strong. Uh, but again, there's been this fear of inflation and the fear of the Fed moving uh, faster than expected and rates on the rise. Now, this week, it was kind of mixed. We did get some really strong results from Apple, record results in many cases, except for the iPad. But uh, there were some still supply chain constraint concerns. They seem to be overcoming them. But again, that's you know a nimble situation as well in many ways that we have to remain on our toes and kind of uh, it's going to evolve to say the least here over the next couple of weeks and months and throughout the year. So. Uh, but we also saw Microsoft, for the most part, again, providing, uh, you know, a little bit of a backdrop for investors and traders, a little bit more so than the banks did and uh, than some of the other smaller names that we were looking at this week. So, you know, better than expected results just never really gave investors anything to get really excited about. Again, there was some talk about uh, guidance concerns ultimately, but also some of those supply chain concerns still sort of weighing on investors' minds. But it's just a lot for traders to kind of digest and to absorb all at once. And... Again, I think that's why we've seen the volatility, the intraday swings that we spoke to, and uh, some of the unease and uncertainty that they're expressing. Well, well Big Tech will be back in focus next mm -hmm. week. We'll hear from Amazon. We'll hear from uh, Alphabet. Do you think Apple is setting the stage for beats from those companies? Because it seems like this market only likes exceptional. They don't like very good. They don't like great earnings. They want exceptional earnings. Yeah. Well, I think in terms of uh, Alphabet, Apple might be a little bit more reflective of, but in, in terms of uh, Amazon, I think it's a little bit of a different story. You know, there's some talk right now about is the Fed raising rates into a recessionary environment um, and ultimately what that would do to the economy. So I think that the numbers from Amazon are huge. Um, again, we're going to be talking a lot about, uh, you know, consumer trends ultimately next week, it sounds like. And well, there's a handful of other names that I think we should be keeping an eye on as well. We've got some housing names. Um, but I think a big focus, again, much like this week, is going to continue to be on guidance for one continue to be on supply chain constraints, comments from CEOs, concerns. We'll hear about maybe uh, even uh, some uncertainty turned, tied to the dollar as it's been ripping higher this week. We talked about that in terms of the impact it had on gold and some of the other commodities. But, you know, you've got energy prices on the rise. So the inflation uh, discussion, higher rates kind of uh, focal point will remain. But yes, earnings. Amazon, there you can see Thursday, Ford, uh, another couple big names, Snap, which has been kind of struggling recently. So um, we'll be keeping an eye on these quarterly results and earnings, any information that they provide us in terms of the consumer sentiment, some of the trends that we've seen uh, into the end of last year. Maybe are they shifting into the beginning of the new year? I think that's the real question. And in terms of economic data, we had that standout reading on Q4 mm -hmm. GDP this week. Next week, it's all about jobs. Uh, with the, the key monthly jobs report due out on Friday. What are you expecting there? 
I'd expect to see a tight labor market continue. I mean, um, you know, Fed Chair Jerome Powell spoke to that point exactly, specifically this week. He said basically that the Fed has room to raise rates without impacting labor conditions. He spoke to a tight labor market and how, again, we were seeing much more job openings uh, than people uh, available to fill those positions. Now, if you take a look at the numbers in terms of what we're expecting next week, non-farm payrolls to run up to 238,000. Uh, prior was 199,000. You know, one thing we'll be keeping close eye on is uh, uh, wages as well. I mean, that's going to be a major component. Expectations are for an increase uh, year over year, 5.1%. Last month, we saw 4.7. Month over month, we're looking for an increase of 0.5. So that is expected to downtick from the 0.6. But with all the focus on inflation, wages, that component's going to be key. And yeah, I think, uh, again, the jobs report will be important tomorrow to kind of uh, give investors that another piece of the puzzle and it's a big part piece of the puzzle maybe a corner piece in terms of what the fed's watching so it should be on our radar and uh, should be on our viewers radar as well ben like earnings economic data is backward looking right but mm -hmm. the concern is a more aggressive fed could send this economy into a recession that the economy can't handle uh multiple rate hikes so do you think that the economic data has the potential to be more market moving because investors are more focused because they're worried about the prospect of a recession? Yeah, you know, I think if the Fed's focused on the data, we need to be as well. And they were very clear this week that they're going to be nimble and any decision that they make is going to be based on economic data as it uh, kind of guides them throughout. Because while we do have this expected flight, flight path right now, I think that could change rapidly. If we were to see a disappointing job support, for example, if we were to see some of the components that have fed into those inflation concerns start to get drawn out and kind of diminished, then that could slow things down in terms of expectations as far as uh, rates on the rise, the impact that that has exactly on the NASDAQ and some of the other indices that we watch. So, yeah, I think uh, economic data is going to be key at this point. Um, and as I mentioned, guidance from uh, the CEOs. I think that'll be important to provide a little bit of insight. These are all uh, pieces of the puzzle that we're kind of putting together again to get a bigger picture here is what's playing out. But uh, definitely non-farm payrolls. Don't forget, we get jolts in the beginning of the week. So uh, throughout the week, we'll have a pretty much insight into labor conditions here in the U.S. Ben Lichtenstein, I always appreciate you getting us ready for the week ahead and helping us make sense of it all. Thanks so much. And that's your Weekend Trader. I'm Caroline Woods, and I'll see you next week.